All right, here we go. <laughs> so I'm recording this episode in my new office in my house. Oh my gosh, it's so cool. I feel so professional now, guys. So hopefully I'll be able to do more in here and not in my car, even though the car ones are very like just those are when I'm inspired and then I just have to say something. So I'm sure those will be sprinkled in here and there. However, this is hopefully going to be the new norm for me. So anyway, welcome to the Transform Maternity and Birth Podcast with your host, me, Trista Brudzell. So if you are new here, welcome to in this podcast. I talk a lot about childbirth, but I also talk a lot about women's health and just empowerment in general. I like to sprinkle in some spirituality in there because it is such a big part of birth, I believe. And maybe that's not for everybody. And it does have, and it can look different for everybody, right? Spirituality can look like a structured religion. It can look like your own personal practices with yourself and your higher self. Um, it can look different for everybody, but I like to sprinkle it in here and there because it is a huge part of my teachings. So today I want to talk a little bit about my childbirth classes, but why you shouldn't need one. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So I know that's such a weird thing for me to say, like you shouldn't need a childbirth class. Like, and the truth is we shouldn't, right? We've been given birth for centuries. Uh, it's, it's how everybody has come to this world is through birth. And whether that's through a C, a C-section or through a vagina, like everyone is here on this earth from a woman, from a uterus, right? So our bodies know what to do our bodies know how to breathe. They know how to poop. They know to have a, have a contraction and they know how to push a baby out. There are different scenarios where like having an epidural makes it a lot harder to push, right? But ultimately your body does know how to push. When we contract that muscle, that uterus is contracting. It's squeezing that baby out. And it has had a lot of practice because when we have our periods and that cramping, guess what's happening? Your uterus is contracting. Your body is already doing it. So it pains me when I hear, oh, my body just doesn't dilate. My body doesn't know how to go into labor on its own. But when I hear that, it pains me because I just want to ask them like, what did the labor look like? Were you in a room full of people? Were you getting bothered every two hours to have your, your cervix checked? Um, Did you have strangers coming in and out? Did you feel safe in that environment? Because the truth is, right, we're mammals. And if you've ever lived on a farm or seen a cat or dog have babies, they're not in a bright lit room. Usually they are in dark. They go somewhere dark, private, warm, and a place that they feel safe. And so those are the same elements that you need to take in somewhere that's not noisy, right? So those five elements of birth are also some things that we need to implement in our birth. And so when I hear that you, your body doesn't dilate or that you don't know how to go into labor, your body just doesn't know how to go into labor on its own. There's all these factors that I want to ask them like, okay, first of all, I look at the five elements are all these five elements, five elements of birth implemented. And if not, then we need to start there. And if they are, then I look at, okay, where's the baby's position? What are you doing? Are you able to freely move around or are you laying on your back the whole labor? Have you been moving or not, right? If we get stalled at like a six, 
then I ask all these questions of where is baby at in your pelvis? Are you using body balancing techniques? Um, you know, let's get some people out of this room and let's have some privacy, right? So there's all these different things that we can do. So when I hear like, oh, my body just doesn't know how to dilate, it pains me because I'm like, oh, but it probably really does because we can get to a six on our own. But when we go from six to a 10, that is relied upon the baby's head. When the baby head, when the baby it starts coming down the birth canal, the cervix, right? It goes through the cervix and through the birth canal. The cervix has to dilate. Well, the cervix is at six centimeters, say, right? And the baby's head isn't even touching the cervix. It's not going to be adequate pressure to open up the rest of the way. So there's different things to do, right? If the body's not balanced, the baby's going to be in a funky spot and not be able to get down into that cervix and, and really put good pressure on it. So that's why gravity is really great, right? Like lay or sitting up, standing up, kneeling, squatting, anything that's going to put pressure on your cervix to help the baby's head put enough pressure to dilate the cervix the rest of the way. Now we can get into dilation and all the cervical things like in another episode, but that's just a little teeny piece of how your body knows what to do. We just have to work with it, right? We just have to know how to move and what kind of techniques we can do if, you know, what kind of troubleshooting we can do when A, B, or C is happening, right? Whew. So I can, I could talk about this all day, but there's lots of things that I implement in my birth class that will help you guide, you know, guide you through this. So back to topic. You shouldn't need a childbirth class, but the truth is that we do because our overculture, and this is a problem that I want to solve, is that our overculture thrives on us, on you being disconnected from your body, right? Birth control pills, um, like not to say that IVF isn't needed, it definitely is, but I feel like more than ever, there's been so much more fertility treatments than ever before. Um, and I'm so grateful for the medicine and I'm so grateful for the ability to have IVF. I have some dear, dear friends and clients that have used IVF with success and it makes me so freaking happy that their bodies, um, are getting the help that they need and what they desire the most in this world. And I love that so, so much, but I really like want to change the culture and I really want the connection from, I really want us to be able to connect to our bodies first, right? Like how, and I think infertility, like when I was going through my fertility struggles with my first baby, um, it really helped me tap into my body's actual rhythms. And so I think that's actually one of the silver linings of going through that journey is really getting in tune with how your body really works like your cervical fluid how to check your cervix how to tell like your different hormone levels and how how you can tell the ranges of them throughout the entire month right so there's different silver linings with that for sure um however but like i think overculture our overculture really likes to have women be disconnected from our body because in ancient times when in our tribes in our old um villages that we come from women were worshiped with their period with their periods because when we are on our period our intuition is heightened we are more in tune with with the seasons with the land with how our body works and with our own inner guidance like it's much louder when we allow when we have gotten really good at listening to that we can notice like this is when making big decisions is a great 
thing to do or or just pondering on that and letting you like filtering through things in your life like what feels good now do i want to keep this or do i not want to keep doing this right that's a really good time to tap into that internal wisdom and that internal knowing so in our ancient villages and tribes that we come from that's what the women were worshipped for right that's where the time where like the elders would come to the women um, with big decisions and have us make and have us help with that so you know over time as the patriarchy has developed and grown and birth in general right like the power has been taken away from us there has to be some underlining reason and when i dive into it through researching it all comes down to money right money is I mean, I love money, right? Money is a wonderful tool and it's a really great energy. It allows us to allows us to do lots of amazing positive things in this world. But when you go back to this system in general, it the birth, right? Birth was seen as like, oh, that's a woman's thing, right? Women help women do that. But then when they were able to see like, oh, we can make money from this, it kind of got taken over and midwives were demonized and midwives were um, you know, told that they were witches and that we were, um, uh, what's the word? Um, like told that we were like dirty and we didn't know what we were doing and we were, um, making things worse and all these things. So it really pains me when I like think about all of those things that our ancestors and that the past midwives had to go through. Um, so that's the problem I want to solve because since the overculture does thrive on us being disconnected from our body, from our cycle, from our natural rhythm, it also thrives on us from dis- like on distrusting ourselves, um, on our intuition, on our inner knowing, right? There's a lot of gaslighting. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of coercion when we work with um, providers that don't trust birth. They, they've only seen the bad things, right? So our bleeding and our hormonal fluctuations are demonized we are told that we are crazy, right? We are too emotional. And that really, (laughs) really bothers me because it's actually really beautiful. When you get to witness yourself throughout your entire month, all of your cycles, all of your seasons, we get to experience a whole season of hormones in one month, in four weeks. We get to experience a wide range of different feelings and different intuitions and different, um, guiding systems and we get to really we get to dive into like our unique blueprint and it's really amazing right we get to have a lot of variation throughout our month and it's so beautiful when we get to learn how to read it and trust it and be guided by it so right we're taught as we're growing up like doctors know better because they went to medical school we should never question them if what they say is if they're telling us that we need to do something, like if they say that our babies are going to be big, we need to believe them because God forbid that our babies are big, right? (laughs) If our babies are big, like, oh no, like what's going to happen? But the truth is you're going to push your baby out. Um, I mean, there is different circumstances where babies are huge. Um, and that can be (laughs) just a wide range, but like, if you look at the statistics, like 90% of births are normal physiological birth. It's when we have medical um, interventions that come in that really change and influence the way that this 
that the birth plays out, unfortunately. And then the 10% are like the high risk births, like preeclampsia and cholestasis and, you know, the surgical births that are actually needed, right? There should only be like, I think it's like 5% should be C-sections. And right now, last I checked, I think it was like 30% is happening. Um, and it changes, it depends on your provider and the hospital. So there's a quite the range, but that's just a normal, like a, not a normal, but like a average statistic. So we have to do better, right? And I think we are little by little. I think our generation is waking up and deciding like, no, I'm going to take charge of my own experience because we have more knowledge. We have more education and we're more willing to ask questions and more willing to ask why, wait, is that really what I want? Does that actually feel good? Right. But yeah, we're taught this. So we're taught to be, you know, to be obedient and to just not argue and just to just go with it. Right. So my argument when I hear, oh, just go, your doctor knows more. They went to medical school for a reason. Like obviously they know more. Right. So my argument there is how long have you lived in your body? How long? And how long have they known you? How long have they been in your body? Right. Like how long have they known you and intimately got to talk to you and, and get to know like your personality and how you live in your environment that you live in and your family and your friends? Like how well do they actually know you? Most times when we go into the OB, when we have an OB or even a hospital-based midwife sometimes, like we have a very limited window when we talk to them. And it's typically like 15 minutes is what it's put on the schedule. I know this because I worked with an OB for five years. Like I know how the back office works. So usually it's like a 10 to 15 minute slot that you are scheduled for. And if you've been in a doctor's office recently or ever, you know that they never run on time. We are always, (laughs) always behind, always late. And it just happens, right? So the problem is you have like 30 or more patients that they have like 30 or more patients that they're seeing a day. Okay. And so when they feel, when they're behind, they get into this pattern of rushing. And so even though they perhaps want to listen to all your questions, they just don't have time for it. And so still, it is still your right to ask as many questions as you feel like you need to, right? They have enough time to tell you that you need an injection, but they're not giving you enough time to ask why, or what if, what if we waited? What if blah, 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 right? Like what are all these questions that you can ask? What are the risks and the benefits? They have time to tell you what they think. So you also should have enough time to tell them what you think and not to be feel, not to feel rushed to make a decision in that moment, right? Not to feel rushed to put an induction on the schedule in that moment that you can have a minute to go home, sit with it, think about it, do your research, ask your doula, ask your partner, like talk about it together. And then if you do, if you do decide that that's what you want to do, you can call the office and get it scheduled. It's not something that needs to happen in that moment. So know that it is your body. You have right to autonomy over your body and your choices. And so you really need to slow down, take a breath. Remember that you are hiring this provider. You are in charge. Okay. You are the one that gets to make the final decision. So with that being said, If you really knew and understood the perfect nature of your rhythms and why your body is designed in such a way, you might just start to appreciate it, love it, and heck, even trust your body and the signs that it gives you to guide you in the directions, right? So I can sit here and tell you 
all the things about birth, but ultimately what it comes down to after my years of exploring birth and getting to know these amazing women that push their babies out and have surgical births and all the things, the the bottom line truly is trust, is self-trust and getting to know yourself so intimately and so deeply. So when it comes to preparing for your birth and you're in the office with your OB or your mid or your midwife, like how do you know when something's a red flag? Like how do you know like your body signals of like your gut intuition? Like what is your gut saying? Like if your gut is like screaming at you like this doesn't feel right, how can you recognize that? So the problem, right? If we're disconnected from our body, our body is trying to speak, but it's so quiet because we haven't listened to it. So in order for it to get louder, we have to get really good at recognizing that signals. Okay. So how do you know, right? Like what questions to ask, when to ask questions, how to recognize when your intuition is trying to steer you into different direction. Again, it comes down to trusting yourself, trust in your body signals, the subtle signals that will get louder the more time you the more that you tune into them this is why in my childbirth classes i've designed it the way i did i designed it where every week or daily or however often you want to do it i have a specific workbook that is separate but also like an, an extension of my classes where you get to do homework on yourself and with your partner you get to do embodiment exercises so the embodiment if you're unfamiliar with what embodiment means and it could mean different things to different people but for me in my classes it means connecting the mind and the body together because when you're in labor that mind body connection is crucial to trust yourself and when we don't understand our body signals we're gonna be We could get a lot of fear-based thoughts come in to our bodies and we don't trust ourselves enough to surrender to it, right? So we get caught up in the fear and that also is in pregnancy all the time, right? If we don't have the self-trust, we get caught up in the fear and it gets carried away. We get carried away with it. So in my classes, I have the embodiment exercises and then we have journal prompts that really dive into the mind and then you have a movement exercise that you do that could be yoga that could be stretching it can be art birth art creating with your hands so there's a, a mental part and then there's a physical part and then there is a partner exercise and they're different there's six different ones and i'm working on more <laughs> i'm working on a bigger project right now but right now this is what i have in my classes And then there's the partner exercises and the partner exercises are there for them to get to know how your body works and how your mind works and how theirs works and how to ultimately get that trust within each other. Because yes, trusting yourself is the ultimate, you know, the ultimate um, factor that we really want to dive into and create abundance of. But the other side of that is your partner, right? If you have a partner, having them trust you and knowing that they trust you can change the game if you know that they're afraid of birth and you're in a spot of labor where it's very intense and you're more worried about how they're handling it than your own waves that's going to throw you off your rhythm so these partner exercises are meant to build the trust and build the communication techniques that are going to really help you through your parenthood journey together because 
I mean, I've had four babies now and every time we have a post, like every time I'm in postpartum, it's a new phase of life, right? It's a new phase. It's a new wave. And I think I had, I had my first baby when I was 24 and my last baby when I was 30. And the difference in that is so much. So when I was younger, we had awful communication, awful, awful, awful. And it wasn't until um, these last few years that we really strengthened that. And I think a lot of it was due to these exercises and these embodiment things that um, I developed when I was pregnant with my daughter to help us together as a couple. And so that's something that I wanted to give everybody else because it was so beautiful for our relationship and very, very helpful for me. It allowed my postpartum to be a little bit better than all the other ones because I knew that he um, had the tools to help me and we had the communication to ask each other for what we needed. So that's in my birth classes what I implement in these workbooks because it is so important. Um, if you want, you can actually purchase it on my website. It's just an ebook download um, until I have a more tangible form with a bigger project that I'm working on. But this, if you in, are in my birth classes, you will get the tangible solid book form. Um, that's just a side note. But that's what I, that's why I do that in my birth classes because the trust in yourself is the most important part. Um, it is like to help to rebuild the trust within your inner guiding system. The embodiment practice are meant to guide you back to you. When you learn the tools to connect to your body, you can then start to trust that birth does in fact happen and that you are more than capable to confidently trust in your ability to tune into what your body needs in every single movement, every wave that you have you will be able to surrender to it, to trust it. If you have some fear come up, you will be able to express it and allow your body to work through it. I teach you not to be afraid of fear, but to let fear guide you. There's a quote from Britta Bushnell, which is one of my most favorite um, birth educators and just, just people in general. She has a quote in her book called Transformed by Birth, which I highly recommend if you haven't read it. And it says, birth does not ask you to be fearless. It asks you to be brave. And I love that quote so much. I actually have a sticker of it on my laptop right now. And it is so beautiful. And that's what I like to instill in my classes is that I don't want you to be afraid. I don't want you to be afraid of birth. I want you to not be afraid of fear, but to let that fear be more of a mirror for you, right? The fears really show us what kinds of things we really need to explore and open up. When we have a fear, I teach you to explore it and to learn ways to not combat it, but um, what that specific fear is, right? Like if you're afraid of tearing, please explore what that looks like. How does tears happen? What happens if you do tear? How can we help you there? How can we help prevent them? What are the statistics of tearing? And ultimately, what affirmations can we do to help you more relax more into that and to trust the situation, right? Because even if we have fears and we do like a fear releasing ceremony or we look at the fears and we have affirmations, you're still going to have them pop up most of the time. They're going to keep popping up because that's our ego. That's our self protecting us, right? It thinks it's protecting us from all these things that we're afraid of. But if we can take that, and we can use these tools. We already know like, okay, I have this toolbox right here and it has affirmations in it. It has 
fear releases. It has all these things in it, right? And I can open this toolbox and I can pick which one I want to use in this moment. That's going to help me. I can use breath work. I can use an affirmation over and over and over. I can tell my partner or my doula what's happening so that they can help hold that space for me, right? If I hear, if I, if I'm at a birth and I hear, I'm afraid, then we have to open that door of like, okay, did she have affirmations that worked for her? you know, responding in a way that's validating and then also helping her to give her a tool that might help her, right? To feel safe again and to let her, letting her know, like, you are safe. I am here. We are here. We're surrounding you. We are protecting you. You are safe here. You're safe here. And sometimes just hearing that you're safe is enough. So yes, (laughs) So when you learn the tools to connect to your body, you can then start to trust that birth does in fact happen, right? So then you're more capable to confidently trust in your ability to tune into what your body needs in every moment. So right, every wave that comes up and comes down, you are able to let go of anything that doesn't need your attention in that moment and you can soften into it more. Because right, with the culture that assumes that your partner will just know how to help you, then they're just told to stay up by your head, hold your hand, tell them that they're doing a good job. You know, some people that's what they need, but most of the time that's not enough. So for my first, you know, two births, that's what my husband did. That's you know, we didn't do any education or anything like that, but he held my hand, he told me, Good job, you can do it, and that was so helpful. I loved having him do that. But the more I learned, like oh, he could do more. And that sounds really nice. Like learning about counter pressure with my second baby, it, my epidural failed. And let me tell you this nurse, she did, um, some hip squeezes on me before I even knew what the heck they were. And it relieved all of my waves. Like it relieved the pain instantly. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, please keep doing that. But she was off shift. Now the new nurse didn't help me at all. And my husband didn't know anything like that. So I didn't get any physical relief from the waves. I had him by my side. So the presence was there and that was helpful, but I didn't have any physical relief. So sometimes we, our partners are thrown into it. Like they're just thrown into like a lion's cage and we're like, okay, tame this lion, know exactly what to do with this lion, right? We're the lions, (laughs) but they're like a deer in headlights. Like, oh crap. Like I didn't even watch a video. I didn't even know what to do. I don't, I didn't even ask her like, what do you want me to do in this moment? Like, and I think it could be like an ego thing on their part too. Like, oh, I know what to do. Like, this is like, I'm going to be the best protector. I'm going to be the best partner. And maybe it comes naturally to them, but most of the time partners need the guidance. They really do. And even if they don't express it outwardly, I've seen a shift in a lot of, a lot of partners as they come through my class when they come in and they're like, yeah, you know, I'm here. But then at the, when we watch these videos and when we have these conversations and they see other men being open and talking about birth, it allows them to actually like accept it, to accept that there is actually more things that they can do. And then they leave this class feeling confident that they actually have tools to help their wives or their, their girlfriends, um, through each contraction and it's my favorite part watching them just be in awe of these women that are watching like most of the time it's the first time they've ever seen a birth like a live unmedicated birth and it is so freaking cool to watch I love it so 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 much so 
right? Because that's not fair. It's not fair to them to know exactly what to do in every moment without preparing. It just isn't fair. So I'm not going to, I don't want your partner to be thrown into the line cage and know just exactly what to do, right? I want to help them feel confident. So in my classes, that's another thing that we do. It's important for me that your partner feels confident in your birth, in your, in birth in general, and in the process, right? So giving them tangible tools that will allow them to help, will like help them to know like, what they can do like if you are going to the bathroom and you have a contraction what are different things that they can do to help relieve the discomfort what happens if they're doing a hip squeeze and that doesn't help anymore how can they help you through that how can they help you through pregnancy how can they help you through postpartum how can you help each other through postpartum right so yeah no you shouldn't need a birth class but the truth is you do and it sure does help to have a class. And that can be my class. That can be someone else's class. That can be a free YouTube video that you watch. Like, But the bottom line is allowing yourself to explore. Explore that. And if you feel disconnected from your body, I highly recommend diving into that and not being afraid. Not being afraid. And that's easy for me to say, right? Because I'm on the other end of this microphone and you're listening to me. But when you can explore what you are afraid of, then you will be shown how to combat that, how to work with that, how to let it be your guide through this. Because I don't want you to ignore the fears and then something pops up in your labor and you're like, crap, this is exactly what I didn't want to have happen. This is exactly what I was afraid of happening and I don't know what to do. Okay. And some of the things that you, like, you might not even know that that's something that can happen, right? Like when I had my epidural with my second baby, I didn't know it was, could fail. I didn't know that it could stop working and that I would still have to labor for 12 more hours or whatever it was. Like, I don't, I didn't know, right? But you don't know what you don't know. Now I will say that everybody has their own birth journey. And as a doula, it is hard because, I want to save everyone. I want to make sure everybody has the most ecstatic, orgasmic, (laughs) blissful, empowering birth that they can ever have, that everybody has their dream birth. But the truth is I can't, I can't change the way the journey is supposed to go. But what I can do as a birth educator and as a doula is I can hold a safe space for you. I can help you explore the options. I can help you open up doors to see what's possible. I can help you, you, you know, help give you tools and gather the tools that you can use when and if something pops up that steers you into a different direction. Like how can you still be with yourself if a different door is opening and that's the, navi- you know, that's where your GPS is navigating to, right? Like how can we still be open and okay with that? So yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today was birth class. You don't need a birth class. You shouldn't. You shouldn't need a birth class, but you do. And yeah, I would love to hear your feedback on this too. I think it'd be cool to hear, um, you know, if birth classes did help you, or if you're one of my clients, what, you know, what was helpful for you, how you felt before classes and how you felt after classes and the trusting, right? Like the trusting yourself, that's what it comes down to. It's truly what it comes down to is do you actually trust yourself to go through labor 
and to be able to know what your body needs in every moment. You can't just like know what to do. I mean, maybe you can, right? Like maybe you maybe you are already in tune with your body and you already know exactly what to do and how to listen to it. And so that's not something that you might need in a birth class. But if you don't, right? If that's something where you rightly you've been taught like to not trust your body you've been taught all these things like trusting yourself let's dive into that let's dive into why let's dive into you know and you know i am actually i was sexually abused as a child a couple times and that was something that i've had to explore and i didn't want to and it was very hard for me and um and it's something like i've been having to deal with my entire life right but like Sometimes I find that if I have a client or friend that is also a survivor of that, the disconnection is real. The disconnection is something that makes us feel safe. And so exploring that a little bit too, like how can I still feel empowering? What will help me? And this answer can be different for every person, but what do you feel would be most helpful for you in that moment? How can you feel more empowered and safe what's going to allow you to feel safe for a client of mine it was having an epidural having an epidural for her made her feel safe because she had trauma her body was still holding on to that trauma now you can explore having you know body release sessions having trauma release sessions before you conceive or during pregnancy that's also something that might be helpful for you um but knowing that your answer is going to look different than mine or somebody else's, right? And letting that be okay because you all we all have our unique journeys and that's the beauty. That's the power of life is that our lessons that we learn throughout each journey, we get to use what we learn and teach the next person. We get to teach the next generation and that's something that I'm doing is the things that I've gone through in my life, the lessons that I've had to learn through the really 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 hard moments I've got to take the lessons that I've learned and continue to learn and I get to implement that into my life with my friends with my friends or with my friends with my friends and with my clients and with my um colleagues with my with my partner like I get to implement that and that's a gift that we get there's a book I um read after I lost my son called uh, gift in the wound or the gift the gift of in the wound or something like that. I'll have to share it in the show notes, but it's, it was extremely helpful for me in my healing journey, but that's what they talked about was the gifts, right? And all the gifts that we have and how we can take those and we can use those as lessons for the next person or for the next phase of our life. When we don't look at ourselves as, um, a victim and we turn in, into, um, like creator consciousness, right? Or expansiveness. So I know that's totally off subject, but that's something that just wanted to come out. So yes. So if you need a childbirth class and you are local to Provo or Utah in general, um, and you want to drive down to Provo, um, my next class is September. I think I have one spot left and then we will start up again in November. And then I am working on some online education right now that I'm hoping that I can launch either in October or November. So I'm really excited for that also. So if that's something that 
would be interesting to you if you don't live in Utah or you don't want to drive to Provo, keep that on your radar. Make sure you're signed up for the newsletter so that you get first um, dibs, that you get, you know, exclusive discounts, that you get whatever it is I'm going to throw out you, throw out you an offer. Um, you can sign up on my newsletter at tristaburzel.com and it should pop up. And if not, you can go to my Instagram and there's a link there for my newsletter sign up. So I'm so excited for that because I think it's going to be helpful to have a self-paced program. So anyway, with that being said, I'm so glad I get to record in my office and my baby's napping. So I'm going to hop off and let you get back to your day. Thanks for listening. And I will see you on another episode. Bye.